0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Pran Single Mom Podcast, a podcast with the intention of bringing ease to Christian single moms all over the world, as we discuss weekly real life issues such as parenting, mental health, childhood trauma, domestic violence, and much more. I'm your host, Lakeisha Cody, let's get into it. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Pran Single Mom podcast. I am so excited uh, because we have a special guest on today. We do have Miss Marche Rogers, and I am so excited to have her on with our podcast episode topic being momming and real estate. And so, guys, we're going to go ahead and allow uh, Miss Marche to come on and just kind of share. I always ask my guests this, so I'm just gonna ask you as well, Ms. Marche, if someone was to ask you that question right now and you were wherever you are, no matter what, what would you say, who is Marche Rogers?
1: Who is Marche Rogers? I am a licensed Alabama and Georgia realtor. I am one of the top real estate agents in the Columbus, Phoenix city and surrounding areas.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And outside of those titles, being the top real estate agent in your area and surrounding areas um, outside of that, you are a mom. Um, and just tell us a little bit about like outside of those uh, outside of that title. Who would you say you are?
1: Um, outside of real estate? Of course, I'm a mom to two beautiful, two beautiful kids, um, Jamari and Kaylee. Um but um, other than that, with real other than that with real estate, um, and being a mom, um, I am honestly myself. Um, I'm the type of person that likes to travel. I like to go out with friends. Um, just kind of more laid back. Just like to honestly, I'm more to myself. I have you know, a few select friends, and I just like to enjoy life outside of real estate and spend time with my family and friends.
0: Yeah, I think I came across your page. Um, I think what stood out to me most about you is fashion. Um, Either your fashion, you know, the way that you dress, the way that you carry yourself, um, those things like that. And I was like, man, you know, I love that. And then I think once I finally followed you, you know, one thing that I see on your page all the time is that you're always closing a sale or anything like that. So I can tell that you're a woman that are about your business. But then, here also, you have that momming aspect to where, you know, you're with your kids as well. And so being a, like a busy woman like you are, um, how do you make time for parenting?
1: Oh, girl, that's a good one. Honestly, um, it's hard. Very, very, very hard. Um, I've had a conversation with my kids several times about um, me making sacrifices um, because as a real estate agent, honestly, we don't have off days unless we take them. Um, Parenting for me is super duper duper hard. I'm going to be honest with you. And what I have to do sometimes is try to balance it out. And what I mean by balancing it out is, um, as I said before, I had a conversation with my kids to let them know that. Hey, mom has to put in a lot of work. There's going to be a lot of sacrifices. Um, there's going to be days where, you know, I won't be home late, and there's going to be days where I may leave home early. Um, but my kids understand that. They're older now, they understand um, because now I'm at the point in my career where I'm able to balance it all, take more days off, spend more time with my kid. Um, But yes, it is really, really hard. And honestly, without my mom, um, I probably wouldn't be able to do it. And of course, God, but my mom has been a big help when it comes to helping take care of my kids. Um, She has really been my backbone when I'm not there. She get them to practice, she get them in bed, she cook for them. So she has really, really been my backbone when it comes to the support of me being in real estate and being away from my kids.
0: Wow. Wow. I love that. I love how you just got directly into it and admitted that parenting is hard. And I think a lot of times people don't want to admit that, that it's not easy, no matter how beautiful we make it look, no matter how good we make it look, no matter what we uh, post on social media, parenting is hard. And like you said, it's super hard. And um, you also talked about balance and having that conversation with your kids. Um, If you don't mind me asking, what ages are your kids?
1: Um, My daughter is 10 and my son is 14.
0: Okay, awesome. That's the same age as my daughter, but my son is 11. Yeah. And so you being able to have that conversation with them, I believe that was powerful, right? Um, You're setting them up and letting them know um, what to expect from mom. And you said that they they really handled that conversation well. Um, Was there ever a time where you kind of experienced like mom guilt?
1: Oh, all the time. I honestly... All the time feel that I'm not giving my kids enough I sometimes feel like I'm got not I'm not giving them enough attention um so yes I feel guilt all all the time like that's one of um my that, that's one thing right now that I'm struggling with and um sometimes I have to talk to myself sometimes I have to pray about it sometimes I have to re-talk to my kids because when I say sacrifices um I've I've had my kids um to not play sports because of me working. Um, yeah. There was so much that I had to sacrifice, but I mean, they understand it now. Um, and, and a lot of people don't know, but you know, this is my fourth and a half year in real estate, And I worked another job in real estate for three and a half years. I've been a four, real time, a four realtor now for um, a year and a half. And a lot of people don't know that. Mm. <laughs> so I feel a lot of guilt all the time, you know, um, when it comes to my kids, but like I said, thankfully my kids are more understanding, um, with being, with them being the age that they are. Um, so yes, it guilt all the time, honestly.
0: Yeah, man, that's powerful. So, um, you said a few things, uh, right there, but I do want to touch on, um, you just, first of all, saying that, you, you do experience guilt. That's something that you deal with. Um, and there was something uh, that you said just now, I'll come back to it, but you having that support system in your mom, having your mom as your backbone, um, I'm pretty sure that makes a difference. Oh, it just popped right back up to me. It just popped back up to me what I wanted to touch okay. on that, <laughs> that you said. And it was just kind of you know like um when people are struggling, right? A lot of times we think too some and I don't know if you're single or not, but a lot of times we think too like as single moms like if you're struggling and oh I'm not able to provide this certain lifestyle for my child, so that brings in mom guilt, right? But you now on the side of success, um You now on the side Mm -hmm. of success saying that because I was working, because I was putting in the work, I wasn't able to allow my kids to play sports because of that. And that also led to mom guilt. And I think a lot of people wait until uh, they get successful and they feel like, oh, when I get successful, then I'll have more time. <laughs> uh, what would you say to that person who feels like, oh, when, once I finally get successful, you know, once the money start coming in, once we finally get to this place that we need to be, then I'll have more time to spend to my, spend with my kids. What would you say to that person?
1: Well, so the person that feel like when you get successful, um, you'll have more time. I would definitely have to say you're right. I agree with you. Um, because once you put in those years of sacrifice to sacrifice the time away from your kids, when you finally get successful, you build your business, you build your brand, you are able to actually balance your schedule. You can pick and choose your clients. You can manage your time better. Um, You are able to do more of what you didn't do. You can hire someone to help you. So yes, to the person that's actually out there saying, you know, when I get successful, I will be able to spend more time with my kids, my family, do more. That is very, very, very true because you have more control over your life because you have actually reached that success that you were trying to get to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then like before you got to that place um, of success, like you said, there are many sacrifices that you had to make uh, to get there. Looking back, would you do anything differently?
1: Oh, would I do anything differently? Honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, I am very happy in my career. I'm very successful in my career. And the work that I have put in, um, I'm one of those people that I feel like what you put in is what you get out. And I feel like the work that I have put in is honestly the success that I have got out, gotten out of it. And if it wasn't for me putting in that work, I don't believe I'll be where I'm at. So would I change anything about it? Absolutely not. I'm wow. okay with it. I'm okay with the long, with the late nights and early mornings.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, that's powerful because you already know, like, we're in a soft girl era, and <laughs> people really don't want to think about like putting in the work. And I believe that putting in the work is still necessary. Would oh, you agree? It's very- <laughs> very,
1: very, very necessary. And that's why I said, like I said, I was on, before real estate. I worked with um, American Home Shield and I was with them for 13 years. And like I said, I was doing real estate and I was doing um, American home shield. I was, it was a work at home job working, um, eight to five. And honestly, to this day, I don't know how, I honestly don't know how I did it, but you know, I thank God all the time that I did do it. Um, and like I said, at that point, I created a plan, I created a goal and then I was just able to branch off and do real estate full time. So no, it it was hard, but I wouldn't change anything about it. It taught me a lot of discipline. Um, you know, and I, and I just really feel like I put in the work and the sacrifice to get where I'm at right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so even in this moment, um, even in this moment, what is uh if someone was looking at you now, what do you think that uh people's biggest misconception of you of Marche?
1: <laughs> Honestly, I think people feel like um I'm probably standoffish, I'm stuck up. Um, but in real life I'm super duper cool. <laughs> I just <laughs> Yeah, I'm honest in real life. I'm super duper cool. Like I'm a whole vibe to be around, but you know, I just feel like regardless of where you go in your life, success is success. When you're at the level of success, that's where most people are going to dislike you and don't even know anything about you. Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like people looking on the outside, looking in at me. Um, I mean, the only thing that I can say honestly, um, is that, you know, someone probably, you know, people, people are going to talk regardless. I just feel like people may just dislike me because of my success. And, and that's and that's normal in our community. That's, that's normal around here.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And like you said, um, when you reach certain levels of success, that comes with the territory and has that. And I know like now I'm pretty sure you've built up the mental capacity to deal with things like that. But was there ever a time in your life where you just like, man, you know, you know people have the saying uh being at the top is lonely have there ever been times where you felt like that
1: no um because honestly I'm the type of person where I surround myself with who I want to be like and I don't use them as well I'm not going to say use them I I don't actually I'm not jealous of my friends Um, most people are intimidated when they hang around people that are that their that that their level of success is above them I'm not intimidated by it Um, I feel like I can learn from them. So all my friends are successful people. Not only are they successful people, but majority of my friends are my friends from middle school. So as Mm. far as... Growing from as far as me going from middle school to now, um, I have two new friends and I and I love them. Love them like they're like they're my sisters, but I don't too much make friends. Just being honest with you, because I know that a lot comes behind new friends and a lot of people are not going to understand you. Um, I, a lot of people, when you come to suce- become successful, may look at you as, oh, she's wearing this, She's doing that. She's doing that. But no, I've been that person all my life. You just don't know me. So mm-hmm. it makes it hard for somebody else to walk in your life and see that, you know, you're deserving of this lifestyle or you you've work hard to get here. So, um, no, all my friends have been the same friends and, we've been rocking out. So, um, it has not honestly been hard for me. I have encountered a few friends that I, that it did not work out. Um, and I do feel like sometimes people are in secret competition with you for whatever reason, I don't know, because I'm the type of person where I feel like, Hey, it's enough money out here for all of us to eat. If you want to get in real estate, I'm gonna tell you how to get in real estate. But I have encountered, you know, crazy situations when I've tried to meet new friends. But other than that, um, honestly, I've never had a problem with my friends from my beginning to the end of what well, I end, cause I'm going to continue to be a realtor, but yeah. from the beginning of my career, I have not had any problems with my friendships.
0: I, I love that. I love that. And I, I think that's a, actually a blessing because a lot of people don't have that same story, right? Um, when it comes down to friendships. And so what I'm hearing is that, you know, you're not intimidated by the people that you are around and you said, everyone pretty much that's in your circle is successful and so you would say that uh, those people um, that we are around I've heard the saying where you should have people that are kind of doing better than you um, on the same level as you and then someone who you're actually encouraging and inspiring would you agree with that?
1: Oh definitely agree 100 percent 100 percent regardless of how successful you are in life I feel like there's something that each of you can always learn from another and there's no need to be intimidated of the person that's, um, more successful than you. If anything, you know, Hey, how did you get there? You can teach me. Um, but that's what the problem coming at in life is that we don't want to, you know, everybody want to do good until you're doing better than how, you know, how that saying goes, but, um, the person, but truly that's, that's the best way I can put it, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, um, real estate is something that uh black people are just now kind of jumping in heavy like it's trending now everybody wants to be a realtor
1: oh very very true everybody does want to be a realtor and i think people think that real estate is easy um people look at it um like it's a quick get um get rich scheme or it's a quick get rich come up it's not it's not um there's so many realtors that has gotten into real estate and I wish them all success, but it's not all peaches and cream. Like it looks, there's a lot of hard work in real estate. Nobody give you clients. You have to go get them. Um, But yes, it is very, very trending right now. Um, It is.
0: Yeah. Especially with those shows out like in Netflix, I think selling Tampa and, you know, selling LA or whatever it is selling sunset. They they do make it look luxurious, you know. <laughs> they do Yeah, they give you the
1: luxury it. lifestyle. They give you yeah. the lifestyle where it looks like, oh, real estate is fun. It is fun. If, if you're passionate about it, it is fun. But it's it's not easy. It's it's not what it looks like. It honestly isn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so you're telling like that person who may be listening in, because I I come across so many young women, so many young black women that all of a sudden now like i'm going to real estate real estate school i want to be a realtor i'm like okay are you sure you know are you sure this is something um, that you want to do how did you know that real estate was your thing
1: oh girl that's a long one because i can give you a whole backstory but we'll talk about that later <laughs> um but <laughs> that's girl that's that's why it gets emotional in my life um how I got into real estate. But I got into real estate. Um, I purchased a house, um, six, my first house six years ago. Um, I built my first house. And as I was dealing with my realtor, I was asking a lot of questions. And I was kind of, I was really, really involved. And she said, "Marsha, she said, you would make a great realtor. And after I purchased my first house, um, so many people was reaching out like, "Marsha, how did you purchase a house? What you had to do? And I was helping everybody. And I was so passionate about helping everybody. And after that, I was like, you know what? My realtor was right. Maybe I should be a realtor. And after that, I got into real estate
0: wow so it sounds like you stumbled upon your purpose in a way
1: very true very true because I had no idea of becoming a realtor it was never any any thought of mine um it just happened after I purchased my first house and like I said I was really really involved in the transaction I learned so much I asked so many questions and after people start calling me asking me how to do it what to do I was like you know what um this is something that I can do. And I was just lucky and fortunate and blessed enough to get into real estate and hit the ground running.
0: So y'all hear that out there. She didn't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to try real estate. (laughs) She was (laughs) in the process of buying her home and people started reaching out to her and, and, she was doing that. I'm pretty sure at that moment you were helping them for free. And right. so <laughs> they always say, you can tell what you're passionate about when you're willing to do it for free. And so, um, I can tell and hear that your passion is in that, you know what I'm saying? And so for those of you who are listening, um, I think that was a nugget right there. Like you can tell what you're passionate about, uh, you know, based on what are you willing to do for free? And she was She was already helping people, you know, before she went into that. And then she made the decision to transition over into real estate. And so, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it has been a journey. And like she said, she, she wouldn't change anything. And so, um, what, uh, has been like one of your biggest life lessons, you know, in in your adult life?
1: Oh, my biggest life lesson.
0: I know it's Um, a lot of them. You can choose one,
1: (laughs) Girl, when I tell you it's a lot of them, it is honestly a lot of them. Um, But if I had to just say, I really can't give you a lesson. Uh, (laughs) But I would honestly say um, something that I've learned the most is to sometimes you have to separate yourself and define what God really has for you um no matter what it is no matter what it looks like um and that has been my biggest challenge my biggest lesson is sometimes we don't want to separate ourselves when it's time to elevate and if god has a purpose for you you you, you have to no matter what
0: That's so that was
1: so my, powerful. That was, my <laughs> big, was my biggest challenge um in getting where i am today <laughs>
0: Man, that's so powerful. Um, And that speaks to so many people on so many different levels. Uh, You got to separate yourself in order to define what it is that God wants for you, because sometimes, depending on who you're around, your, your decisions and your judgment can be cloudy. And so... Some people take isolation as a bad name, but sometimes it's necessary. And um, sometimes you don't even have to call it isolation, just calling it separation is necessary. And sometimes separation for a season, because you're trying to figure out what it is that God wants you to do. And so I just feel like um, that is so powerful. And um, what do you see? Um, what, what should we expect from you, you know, in even the next coming of years?
1: In the next coming of years, honey, please expect for me to be bigger and better. Um, I am coming with it this year and next year. Um, I do have a lot of plans. I do want to elevate in my real estate career. Um, I want to take it to another level. Um, there are so many plans, honestly, that I do have, but just know that I'm going to be bigger. I'm going to be better than I was the years to come. And you will hear about me, you will see about me, you will know more about me um, in the upcoming few months.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I love when you speak, there's just a confidence about you. Have you always been confident in that way?
1: Oh, very, very. I'm the type of person, honestly, where if there's something that I want, I'm going to go and get it. If I have my mindset on something, I'm going to do it.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. And like I said, everybody doesn't have that mindset. And so that's powerful. And I I believe that's something that's needed, especially when you're going after a life um, that you desire, Um, especially when you have children, you're leaving a legacy and all of those type of things. So I absolutely applaud that. Um is there anything that you would want to just share with the followers, any type of encouragement you want to leave with them?
1: It is um I'm going to be honest with you. I and, and and I have and I have to say it because it's on my heart, but it's it's a little story or a little testimony that I have for most people um which is very very important even to well it, in in reference to how I even get here or how I get into real estate. Um, and I've actually had somebody who I was talking to the other day about it, who was going through a situation and, and I feel like if it helped me, it'll help somebody else. If that makes sense. Um, and it may take me about five or 10 minutes to do it, but it's on my heart and it's real important. Um, because a lot of people just look, like I said, may look at the success side, success side, success side of it, but they won't understand like my full background until I kind of tell you a little bit about
0: it. Yeah. Um, I want you to, you have the floor. I want you to go ahead and share it because I know a lot of people who are tuning in right now. um, These are people who desire to be in real estate. So yeah, definitely.
1: Right. And I agree with you. Um, Like I said, real estate is my passion. Um, Real estate is something, honestly, that I can see myself doing every day. It is very true that um, if you find something you like or love in life that you will wake up every morning, you never regret it. um, You look forward to doing it. And this in real estate is definitely mine. But the way that I get into real estate, just to get a little deep into my life, which is which I know is going to help somebody um, is years like six, seven years ago, I was dating. I was in a relationship with my um with my daughter's dad, and um we was talking about getting a house, and things just went left. Everything went left, 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 and um you know during that situation we end up separating, and I had this I had this desire, like I said, to get a house. I had started working on my credit. I had started paying things off. I had started doing a lot to get myself together to try to get me and my family a house, of course, to get where we needed to go. Um, But to make a long story short, we end up separating. And as I separated, um, I lost hope of getting a house. I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm not worried about a house. I don't need this house, you know, like. It is what it is you know when you you get out of relationship things get crazy and you, you you lose your desire that you have for things yeah um but I was in a room in my room it's like something I'll never forget I was in my room sitting on my bed and my son came in there and he bought me a picture and he said mom he said, here go your house. He said, here go your house without a garage and here go your car. And he put a Mercedes on there. And I said, um, well, I had well, I, my dream car was a Mercedes. And I um, looked and I started laughing. You know, I was like, oh, you know, but during the time of a breakup, you know, I wasn't worried about anything. You know, you, I was heartbroken. I wasn't really worried about a house. You know, everything was just kind of messed up in my life. That's the way yeah. I look at it, um, that everything was messed up. So he bought me this picture in there. And as he bought me this picture, I kind of brushed it off. I was like, OK, whatever. So my friends, you know, they I told them about it, and they really didn't say anything. So like two weeks later, my son drew the same picture—a picture in a house—and he said, Mama, here you go a house without a garage, and here for your new car." And I'm just like, "Well, I, God, I didn't ask for no new car, but you know, if you're giving it to me, I'll take it." <laughs> so I told my friends about it, and my friends were like, um, "Marsha, maybe that's God' plan." It's, maybe God is trying to tell you to continue on getting your house. Maybe that house was not for you and your family or you and your boyfriend. Maybe it was for you and your kids. Um, so at that point in time, I set myself a goal. I put my, um, I made a picture, a vision board, and I had it over my desk, which had my house and my car on it with the garage, everything. My son said my dream car was a Mercedes. Um, so I said, you know what? I said, you know what? God might be right. I said, you know, well, I said, my friends might be right. God, Maybe God do want me to to get that house for me and my kids maybe it wasn't you know for me and my boyfriend so girl at that point i set a goal and i worked worked, worked, worked. during that time of working and setting that goal of course the devil is always going to attack you um during the um the um the greatest times of your life or the time that you're trying to get somewhere um the devil is always going to try to attack you so during the time that i was doing that um, my daughter, um, was four years old and she got grazed by a bullet twice. We were sitting, we were sitting outside. Well, she was sitting outside with the neighbors and some little boys were in trouble and, um, they had a drive by shooting, you know, during the daytime and she got grazed by a bullet twice. And, you know, as hard as it seemed and, and, and as crazy as it was, you know, I thank God that my daughter's here, um, and that nothing happened to her. And that was an even bigger motivation for me to continue on with trying to get my kids a house and we it wasn't a bad sub. Subdiv- it wasn't a bad neighborhood we stayed in I mean we stayed in a fairly you know good neighborhood on the north side Um yeah. but that was an even bigger motivation for me to you know continue on with my journey and I didn't let that stop me because, like I said, the, del- the devil does come to destroy you at the worst times in your life, but I didn't let that stop me. I actually, you know, kept praying to God and used that as my motivation to proceed in life. And like a uh, six months later, um, I, cl- I built and closed on my first, well, six months later, I actually started the process of building my first house and I closed on it. Um, and that's after that, I got into real estates. I got my Mercedes, my dream car that I wanted. Um, and here I am now, um, four years later, I sold that house and built another one. Um, so I would just tell anybody and everybody that, you know, regardless of what you go through in life, single mom, um, most importantly, because people feel like they, since they're a single mom, they don't have that support. They don't have that, um, village that they need. You know, I have my mom, my mom has been an extremely big help in my life and, Honestly, without her, I would not be where I'm today. So I, you know, I tell anybody, I'll do anything and everything for my mom, and my mom and my family. Everybody know that. Like my mom is the, my world. Um, in addition to my kids. But for anybody that's thinking about giving up or thinking about how hard life is, um, don't give up. No matter what it looks like. I don't care what it looks like. Whatever you have faith in. You know, continue to see your way through it because, you know, people say you, you don't have to have that face that's the size of a mustard seed. So no matter, matter what it is at that time, just continue on with your journey. Set yourself some goals. Go goal for um The devil is going to come during the two year journey. But whatever you do, just don't stop. Just don't.
0: Yes. So. You shared a lot there, and I believe the testimony is powerful. I know it's going to help somebody for sure. It actually helped me as well, just listening in. I love how you talked about how your son, he brought in, you know, a picture of the house and the car. And um, a lot of times people don't know it, like God speaks through our children as well, like he speaks through them. And I thought that was just so powerful. Like he reminded you, he sent your son to remind you you know, of your goal. And so after that, you set a goal. And like you even said, your daughter, she was grazed by a bullet twice. And it's it's just a blessing. You know, like you said, that she's still here. And even after that, you know, you said that even motivate motivated you and inspired you even more to keep going. And then not only after that, you know, six months later, you started your process on your first house got your dream car and then 4 years later you sold that house and then you built another one and so you've just been you know going and going elevating elevating and still on fire and still in fi- still inspired to keep going and to keep elevating um and I love how you said too that the enemy he tries to come you know especially in our lowest moments but I feel like he's always trying to come for us but uh, what are one of your strategies to just ensure that you are not allowing the enemy to have any power over your life
1: oh i pray pray day i pray during the day i pray at night um i pray with my kids um i always pray so i feel like that has been the biggest thing for me and not addition to me praying i i i tell my i, I know without my mom praying for me <laughs> Honestly, um, I'm from the country and my family, you know, they're Baptist, they pray, pray, pray. So I know with me praying and my mom praying, I know that that has got me through a lot of challenges and obstacles in my life.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I appreciate you too for sharing that testimony um, because I believe it's powerful. I believe it's going to help the person that is listening in. Um, Is there anything else that you want to leave uh, with the listeners uh, before we get ready and close?
1: I do. Um, Most importantly, like I said, again, whatever it is that you want to do, do it. Um, Don't let nobody stop you. Keep God in your life. Pray about it no matter what it is, no matter what it looks like, whatever you have faith um, in, go for it. Um whatever it is, please, please do not sell yourself short. Um you are going to have to make those sacrifices in life sometime, whether it is for yourself or even with your kids. Um don't feel bad about it because at the end of the day your kids will appreciate it. Um just keep going. Whatever you do, pray about it and keep going. Do not let the enemy destroy you um as you're traveling along your journey.
0: I love that. I love that. But yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, normally what I do with my guest, uh, I get your permission first. Um, but if you don't mind, I'll close in prayer. And then I'll just, oh, uh, cool. yeah, yeah. So Father, we just thank you, God, for the opportunity, Father God, to sit here, to gather, Father God, and to share. I think um, there's something powerful that occurs when we share our testimony. And so we just thank you for Marche. We thank you for her being able to get one, having the courage, Father God, to share what you placed on her heart. God, I pray that you would continue to keep your hand down upon her, God, and bless her on her journey. God, bless her family. God, bless her family to come, Father God. Bless her mom, God, for being that support system and even her friends, Father God, everybody that you are surrounding her with in this season, oh God, I thank you now. Father God, that there is a hedge of protection around her as well, Father. And I even pray for the listeners who are listening in, who are just uh, needing strength. They're like, okay, I hear all of this, but Father, I don't know if I have the strength, but I pray that you will remind them, Father God, of who you are, that in you, they can move, live, and have their being, oh God. And so we just thank you now, Father God, for what you are doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen amen all right guys so thank you so much again for tuning in to the praying single mom podcast and you guys be blessed